Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do cut. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art to shock. Oh, with it. Keeping the beans on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned in to The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, right here on SiriusXM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy, DJ Focus, checking in. Hey, it is your girl, Dice Gamble, in the building. What, what? Y'all already know what day it is. Mm-hmm. Y'all been waiting for this day. They wait all week. They wait all week for this. Come on, get up. Wake up. Wake up with us. Uh, another blessed yeah. Monday morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You get another opportunity mm-hmm. to have a great week to show that uh, you are sold out for Christ this week. So listen, you should be excited. I know you're getting up. I know some people are in the bathroom, in the shower, brushing their teeth. Thank you for waking up with us this morning. Wake up. Thank you. Yes, get ready to uh, go uh, encourage, inspire, and be a blessing to wherever mm-hmm. room you're walking in today. You know, um, yeah. you know. I, I think we need to continue to know that we need to show the love of Christ each and every day. Wow. And I know, it, like, once every again, I, yeah, every yeah, day, yeah, that's, well, I just, from a biblical standpoint, I just want to tell you what the Bible say. I, I don't know what, oh, okay. what you know, because, yeah, in my flesh, you know, sometimes I get in my flesh. I don't want to show it every day. I ain't perfect. Wow. But okay. let's be very clear. I am not the standard. Jesus Christ is the standard. So, <laughs> yes, every scripture I saw when Jesus walked the, walked the earth for them 33 years, he was an example of showing love. Uh, okay. He rebuked. He, he showed tough love to us. Well, we know he rebuked uh, every now and then when Jokers was out of pocket. But for the most no. part, yeah, it was 90% he was showing love. He said, all okay. who come and want to follow me, come on, pick up your cross and follow me. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I love it. I love it. That's good stuff. Absolutely. I, I'm, I am sold out. Every time you say that, I just hear the song in my head. I am sold out. My Hezekiah. Let's go. That thing mm-hmm. right there, boy. It's the truth. Who to get you right? That thing gets you right. That's one Listen, of them. Oh, that's one of them songs that just boy turn all the way up when it's time for ministry. <laughs> absolutely, and, and, and your ministry should be a lifestyle. That's I think sometimes we yeah. we we think that no, it's just when you at church on Sunday or Bible study during the week. No, no, no. Your ministry should be a lifestyle. Like people should see the fruit of your ministry every day in the boardroom, uh, you know, in mm. the factory, at the car dealership. At the radio station, wherever you may work, like yeah, even even my uh my, my DJs on the uh you know the secular uh, stations. No, no, if you believe her, you know absolutely the way you communicate and the way you talk should be a little bit different than somebody who's not you know sold out. 
I'm just saying from mm. a, a biblical standpoint, mm-hmm. it ain't me. So don't, don't mm-hmm. jump on me. You know, if you believe the Bible and the Bible is true, you got to believe it all in this entirety. And the goal, that's why we all say it at the end of the day, the goal is to meet the mark. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you might not be there today right now, but if you're not there, listen, let, let's go ahead and push and try to, you know, meet that mark each and every day to the best of our ability. That's why, you know, we say transfer by mm-hmm. renewal of the mind, you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. transformation. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. Transformation by the new renewal of the mind. Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. Let's go. Listen, we got a fun pack show again for them today, Dice. We're gonna start it off right. Listen, that real talk today. Yes, and you. Yep, the Dicer is in rare form one day. She's in rare form. You know what are we talking about? Uh, I think we're talking about insecurities, right? Mm-hmm. I'm insecure about it. I'm insecure. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm insecure about this. I'm insecure about that. Well, you, hopefully you won't be after you hear uh, our talk today. Mm. <laughs> I wish we could, you know, we should reach out to, we should reach out to Issa Rae. We should, we should, we should reach out to Issa Rae. Issa I know she, Rae, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she had that insecure uh, uh, programming on, uh, I think it was Showtime or some of stars or something, but she's a believer. I, I've seen her, you know, uh, give Jesus Christ uh, some praise. So we might have to reach out to her to have a faith talk with her, you know. And talk about the series. You know, she, has her own, she has her own show out in California. I would love to have her on the show. Absolutely. I'm yeah. going to reach out to her and see what she's saying. Yeah, yeah. We're going to reach out and see what happens. <laughs> Once again, you're tuned into The Fix. And of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive, but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ and sending the message. Yes, mm-hmm. we got our real talk conversation. We talked about insecurities today. But we also will be joined for our spiritual detox. Let's be very clear. Uh, one of the best to do it in the game. Uh, one of the mm-hmm. best broadcasting and uh, commentators and sports analysts uh, the legend himself, Chris Broussard, will be joining us today. So keep it locked for that exclusive spiritual detox. We got so much new music. I, I, oh, it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense. This I'm music that's it. dropping every Friday is ridiculous, Dice. I can't even keep up with it to even shout them out, to give them, you know what I'm saying, they little plugs. All I know is keep locking in with us. We're going to play all the new bangers every mm. single day we can. I just know that. Just know that. <laughs> so let's get into it. We got music on the way. Yes, we have uh, yep, new GAA Sunday son shouts out to my little bro uh yeah we got some new uh yeah let's get it uh this uh uh dice's boy alex john and uh featuring uh dkg kai we also have yeah new what up rg right now though yeah let's get it up wild and free one day and dough keep it locked you tune into the fix and the fix is in new videos music articles devos and more stay connected get the app now so you don't miss a thing visit holyculture.net What's good, family? You tune back into The Fix, your source of faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You know what it is. It's time for our spiritual detox. And listen, we got exclusive for y'all. We bring an exclusive to you. Let's be very clear. Um, I, I have been watching this brother uh, do powerful things in the Lord for a long time. And uh, everybody knows, you know, he's been bold about his faith. And he's in a space to where a lot of people are not speaking about their faith. And uh, I'm just encouraged every time I see him on uh, Sports Talk, uh, whether it's radio, whether it's on TV, and uh, him always never shying away from a conversation of, no, my spirituality comes first over everything. So without further ado, y'all know who it is. Stop playing. One of the best sports analysts in the game from Fox, Fox Sports, Chris Broussard. What's going on? What's going on, bro? I'm great, man. How you doing? Man, all is well, man. Um, I, I'm seriously, when I say um, the journey, I've watched you. It's real. Uh you give us encouragement, you know, you. radio Thank personalities. We know we do it for, you know, specifically for the Christian faith. Right. But you just give us encouragement, man. Because I think before you, I don't really remember another sports analyst being bold enough to say, you know what? 
No, no, I stand on my biblical principles first. Right. Because he got me. Right. Over y'all, over any check. Right. He got me. And I'll tell you what, there are a lot of, whether they're former players, there's a lot of former players. Mm -hmm. But even some just straight up broadcasters like myself or journalists are Christians. And you might, you don't know it. And I'm not saying this as an insult to them, but I'm just saying there are a lot, like when I was at ESPN, a lot of the former athletes up there are Christians. Mm -hmm. And so um, it, it, it definitely, the Lord is represented. In fact, uh, there was actually a Bible study that got started up at ESPN and they would do it once a month mm. and uh, just for the ESPN employees. And I went to that when I could. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, it, it's the Lord is represented up in there. What's your what's your experience now? Uh, you know, I know that's been years removed right. since you've been at ESPN, but how those relationships you were able to build, are you able still to kind of like still, you know, talk with uh, some of the ex uh, uh, co-workers or oh. athletes, entertainers, and, and just be able to share the word a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't leave ESPN under any negative circumstances. Um, they offered me a contract. Uh, my contract was up. Mm -hmm. They offered me a new contract, and Fox offered me a deal as well. And I went to Fox because Fox was offering me the opportunity to become a personality. Gotcha. And whereas ESPN strictly wanted me in a reporter's role, whether it was sideline reporting or writing for ESPN.com or just, just doing the typical stuff I had been doing on SportsCenter, um, whereas Fox wanted to put me in a role where I was giving my opinion more mm. versus just reporting the, the news and what's happening. And so that's like a Stephen A. Smith or, you know, Skip Bayless. They gave me the opportunity to get in that space. Mm -hmm. So now when you see me on FS1 I, or hear me on the eye couple on Fox Sports Radio, I'm not reporting any news. I'm not trying to break news anymore. I'm just giving my opinion gotcha. on what's going down. It's like on the newspaper, you have columnists mm -hmm. who strictly write their opinion. Mm -hmm. And then you have the beat writers who cover the games and tell you what happened in the game break trade news and things like that. It's like I moved from being a beat reporter to a columnist. It's just on television and radio. I got you. So, I got yeah. you. But let's, yeah, the relationships are cool. Ain't no issues. Let's talk about these uh, finals. Uh, not a lot of people are excited about the two teams that are there. Let's be real. Like, yeah, I know a lot of people ain't talking about it, but we got Denver, got Miami. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's still going. We know uh, Denver's up right now. It looks like it's over. It's 3-1 yeah, right now. What's your thoughts? Just first, when you saw these two teams were going to compete for the finals, what was your first reaction? Well, Denver... I, I actually like watching Denver. Do you? I like, yes, I like watching Jokic. Okay. Jokic is bad. Yeah, he and, is. And we can get into him. I think he's the best player in the world. I think he's like a seven-foot version of Larry Bird. Ooh. You know, slightly different. Obviously, Bird shot more from the perimeter. But the the court savvy, the, the intelligence on the court, the passing ability, mm -hmm. really being able to do everything, rebound, shoot, pass on the offensive end. Not a great defender, but because he's – big and smart mm -hmm. and rebounds. That's a part of defending too. He's a, an adequate defender. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I, I like watching Jokic. I know brothers don't like hearing that he's the best player in the world, but it is what it is. In right. my opinion, he is. Right. Um, and now Miami, look, Miami in terms of grit, heart, execution, smart play, uh, all the positive intangibles, leadership of Jimmy Butler, 
I have, they are one of the most impressive teams I've seen in recent memory mm. in, those, in that regard. Mm. Because they got here on those issues because they of that. They did. They are not better than Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. They are not better than Boston. Mm-hmm. But they played harder and they played smarter. And mm-hmm. that's a credit to their coach, Eric Spolster, as well. But now they're up against a more talented team, as was Boston and Milwaukee. But a more talented team that plays just as hard and is coached essentially just as well as they are. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, they wouldn't have beat Boston and Milwaukee if they had played as hard and played as smart as Miami did. Mm -hmm. When talent is, there's a talent deficit. There's the saying, uh, hard work beats talent Mm -hmm. when talent doesn't work hard. That's good. And you could say, or work smart, which Mm -hmm. is Boston's problem. They scatterbrained. Uh, But when talent works hard, it's going to beat a lesser talented team that may work just as hard. And that's what you're seeing in these finals. So what does that say for the future of the NBA? Because to your point, like you said, it's Miami team. It's the way it's structured, the bench, and, and all the play that you get. Do you think we're in a good place? The NBA is in a good place with talent and, and for the future? Oh, yeah. The NBA is in a great place. I, I think that teams will learn a few things from Miami, other franchises. One, they will learn that you need to play just you need to play hard mm-hmm. because Boston had more talent. Absolutely, and you and I know look, Joe Mazzulla, rookie coach, he'll probably be better next year. Mm-hmm. They brought in Sam Cassell. They're gonna bring in some other veteran assistants to help him out. He had his bench as far as his coaches was really depleted. All mm-hmm. right, he didn't have the support, and he himself was a rookie head coach, so he was overmatched. But he may get better, and I think those guys will learn to. Never take anything lightly. You can't have these lapses like they tend to have. Uh, you can't rest on your laurels mm-hmm. like they tend to do. And so I think they'll be better by, because of that. Um, I also think what you're seeing with Miami, we talked. To, I've talked a lot about their seven undrafted players and mm-hmm. four of them in the rotation. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, what, what do all those undrafted players have in common? They spent four years in college. And they came into the league as men. Mm-hmm. They aren't as talented as the guys that got drafted because the guys that tend to get drafted spent one year in college, maybe two years in college, or they're coming from international, or now they're playing in the minor leagues, the overtime elite and stuff like that. But they, it, when you spent four years in college, mm-hmm. you learn the game more. You're a smarter player. You're not as talented, so you tend to uh, focus more on your execution mm-hmm. and things like that. And those types of players have, this is an overstatement, but always tended to do well in the NBA. They don't necessarily become stars, but they become valuable pieces on really good teams. And so with Gabe Vincent, Max Strews, Caleb Martin, Highsmith, like these guys that weren't drafted, they play smart and they execute and they do that better than the more talented guys that may have only spent a year or two in college and are still young in the league. Mm -hmm. So even though so-and-so might be more talented, a Caleb Martin can outplay him at times because he's working harder, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think what teams will see, they will put more stock in the guy that stays four years in college or three years in college Mm -hmm. than just let's just get all the one and dones. And because what happened for a while the NBA talent evaluators, if you stayed three years in college, it was like... What's wrong with you? Right. Like, uh, <laughs> no, you, you, really. Like, you really don't have that much game because you would be in the NBA already. <laughs> if you, you know. And so now they're going to recognize the value 
in those guys, not as stars necessarily, not as the face of your franchise, but to fill those roles and play hard, which you always need those types of guys. Look at last night or uh, Friday night. Bruce Brown mm -hmm. came in and had a terrific game for Denver mm -hmm. and was a big part of why they won game four. And so guys like that, I think their value and their stock will rise because of what you've seen. And I, I'm a, you go ahead and ask what you want because there is a topic, though, on this I want to get to. I don't know if he was going to go there. Well, you know I was going to talk about LeBron, what you think LeBron Well, we, do. let's get to LeBron. Well, let's get to LeBron first. But yeah, the yeah, topic yeah. I do want to address go ahead. is I mentioned I think Jokic is the best player in the world. If you he's did. not, who is it? Giannis, right? The three top vote-getters in the, in the MVP – we're Giannis, not in this order, but Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic. Yeah. All right. They're, you could say, the three best players in the world. Mm -hmm. If you want to argue about Embiid, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And a fourth guy you might throw in there is Luka. Mm. All right. Who's the, the guy that is the best prospect that the NBA has seen since LeBron? Victor Wimbayama from France. Yes. But the point I'm getting at is the, the ultra-elite players in the league right now are all international. Right. Now, you still have LeBron and Steph and guys like that, but they're older. Yep. I'm talking about the next generation of stars that are going to carry the league for the next decade. The ultra-elite are essentially all international. Now, you still have Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, some really De'Aaron Fox, you know, guys that are really great ballers. John Morant, hopefully he'll overcome his issues off mm -hmm. the court. Mm -hmm. So you still have great American players, mm -hmm. but the level above them right now are the international guys. So we'll get into that, why that is and what needs to change if we, if anything, if we are going to, I guess, catch up with the world again. You know, mm -hmm. I hate to say it that way. Listen, DJ Focus, Chris Broussard, we're talking faith and sports today. Listen, we got to go to a break. We're coming right back. Keep it locked. You tuned into The Fix. DJ Focus, listen, you tap back into The Fix, your source of faith and fuse, hip hop, RB, and poetry with an exclusive. We're still uh, talking with uh, one of the best, the do it uh, uh, analysts, broadcasters, Chris Broussard. We're talking faith and sports. Let's talk about it. Uh, we got to talk about King Movement. You do so much powerful stuff with King Movement. You know, what you got coming up? What's, what's going on? Yeah, the King movement, um, it's going great. You know, we, we got our chapters throughout the country now, but about 20 or more. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been doing events at the All-Star Game, NBA All-Star Game, the Super Bowl, and the uh, uh, Summit, our annual King National Summit, which we do every year. Uh, it has been great. We did it in March in Philadelphia. It was phenomenal. And this next March in 2024, we're doing it at your church. Absolutely. Uh, the Word Church, Pastor R.A. Vernon. And so my executive director, uh, Dr. Joseph Bryant, and myself have visited the church and, and seen. I mean, he's obviously it's a phenomenal facility. Absolutely. And so we're going to have the summit there next spring. And we're looking forward to that. Um, we will have great speakers we will have great workshops mm -hmm. uh, on finances, on being a husband and father, on uh, how to share the gospel, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on an individual level. Because a lot of people don't know how to share the gospel. Um, uh, urban apologetics, we always do that, mm -hmm. you know, and we, we got, we Dr. got, Mason we got out? slayers. Well, Dr. Mason, Eric Mason spoke oh, at the goodness. last one in yeah. Philadelphia. Yes. We had Damon Richardson who did a, a great presentation okay. on, you know, you know, we call it like barbershop theology or whatever. You know, you're in the Absolutely. barbershop and brothers bring up Islam, brothers bring up Kim Kimmet or something like that. And he just gave us great 
arguments on how to combat all of that mm -hmm. uh, from obviously a Christian and biblical perspective, but just a straight up African history perspective, because so much of what you hear on the streets, on the block, in the prisons, in the barbershops, where people combat Christianity right. is just patently false. It is. Uh, and not, it's not even um, proper African history. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's funny because so many of the people who uh, are Afrocentrist or Afrocentric and promote African history, they'll still, they'll try to combat the African Christian history. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where, where Ethiopia is one of the two oldest Christian countries in the world, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so many of the early theologians who shaped the, the theology that we still follow today were Africans mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So um, it's, it's, it, the, the, the summit is powerful. We have hip hop, you know, performers. We had Jafia Life, Jay Johnson, mm -hmm. uh, DJ Wado was at the, the last summit. Oh, um, yeah, we 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 do a lot. Lot we have basketball. Mm -hmm. This we gonna have a no, three wait, on wait, three basketball. Don't, don't skip past you, you. spit some bars last year. Don't. Oh, I this did. Year. I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. yeah, 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 yeah. I had to go old school <laughs> <laughs> with that Melly Mel flow. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it, it was it was fun. I I, I, I spit a rhyme that I wrote. In like 1990. Really? Yes, yes, yes. You got a project you sitting on? You ain't told nobody. Nah, about? nah. I was just. <laughs> I mean, I was running around at that point. I was living in Cleveland. Gotcha. And I was running around rapping in the projects, rapping mm -hmm. on the streets with brothers. You know, mm -hmm. we rapped at Geauga Lake. Believe wow. it or not. Wow. Uh, yeah, we had. Yeah, I was doing all that out here in Chris in Cleveland. But um, yeah. So we and we have a three on three basketball tournament. Okay. So we have typically just it's just been an open tournament, mm -hmm. and we get some hoopers. Mm -hmm. Like we get dudes that can play that played in college. Mm -hmm. Headache from the A One Mixtape Tour. He's a member of King. Mm -hmm. He's he typically plays in it. And so last year when we had it in Philly, a lot of the older brothers who played, they were like, "Man, we need a thirty-five and over." Mm -hmm. You know, a well, tournament as well. Well, you came to the, so you coming to the right city next year. Yeah, yeah. Because so we got year. plenty of that at the World Church. <laughs> I might be in one of them. Hey, let's do it because <laughs> we. I mean, publicize. We want as many brothers as we can get. Obviously, to come to this is March 14th through the 17th, 2024. Three on three tournament. Great spiritual food, mental food, practical mm -hmm. food, just for how how to live practically in, in victory in this world. And um, great food, great fellowship. It, yeah. It's going to be fun, man. going to be a great time. Yeah. Can you tell the people how they, if anybody want to be a sponsor, anybody want to donate to the event, tell them where they can send yeah, us? Yeah, you, you can contact us at king at kingmovement.com. King mm -hmm. at kingmovement.com. Mm -hmm. And someone will get back to you if you want to be a sponsor uh, or if you're just interested in how to register. And you register at kingsummit.org. Okay. Kingsummit.org. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's gonna be awesome, man. I can't wait to get back here and do it. Can't wait to as well. Listen, talk about the MLK Share the Dream before we get out of here too as well. Yeah, um, it, it is a project um, that I'm a part of, uh, where we are basically the principles that Martin Luther King taught. Like obviously, America isn't a. It's really, I mean, obviously, America's always been had racial division and strife and. and but in my lifetime, last 50 years or so, 
it's probably the most polarized I've ever seen. Not just by races, that's a big part of it. But it's just very polarized. Like if you're on the right or the left, talk about like it. those are where people hate you. Talk about right? it. If you are Believers too. Right, Speak right, of that. We talking right. about Christians. Yeah, well, the, the sad thing is that I do think there's an answer um, for this division uh, in our country. And it would be that if Christians were more Christian than Democrat or more Christian than Republican. Speak. Right? Because what we need to do instead of having, instead of as Christians, as, as believers, we should not adopt a left-wing agenda or a right-wing agenda. We should adopt a kingdom agenda. And if you had a platform that had a kingdom agenda, and, and if we're talking about secular politics, you don't call it a biblical agenda, but you just pro-family, but also helping the poor and about justice for all and things like that. That type of agenda, I think, would pull Christians from the right into it and Christians from the left into it, but also attract Muslims and Jew, Orthodox Jews and, and Mormons and people like that who aren't necessarily, aren't Bible-believing Christians, but have similar moral values. That's good. And so I, I think if the church was united, Jesus said in John 17, he prayed that we would be one, that the future believers would be one as he and the Father are one. And he said, because then the world will believe that the Father sent me, that the, the world will believe in Jesus as the Son of God if his followers were unified. We're, we're as divided, if not more, than the world. And so we can't stand, as he said, a kingdom divided against itself can't stand. So I blame a lot of this on the church. A lot of it's the history of America mm -hmm. that so un supposedly was Christian, mm -hmm. but yet clearly racially oppressive. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people associate that with Christianity. So when a lot of people say they don't want to, you know, believe in Christianity or accept Christianity, or we need to get rid of Christianity, they're really thinking about racism and sexism and things like that. They're not thinking of true biblical Christianity. Gotcha. And so in addition to unifying around a true kingdom agenda, we also as believers need to walk it out biblically mm -hmm. and show America what true biblical Christianity looks like because that's attractive. Whereas what American history looks like under the guise of Christianity is not attractive at all. And so uh, I just think that um, those are some things that could be done to really, at the very least, unify the church. And I think if the church was unified in America, we could have a much stronger voice in over, overall in mainstream America. Mm. So, But to share the dream, yeah, it's just about using the principles that Dr. King taught gotcha. uh, to, you know, grow as a community mm -hmm. and to be unified mm -hmm. around his principles of love and hope and justice and things like that. And so it's very powerful. Uh, it's a video series. It's a book, but also a video series. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'll be in churches. It'll be in um, schools. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's gonna, it's a powerful thing, and, and I'm very excited about it. We got a release date for it when it's dropping. The release date is uh, August 27th. There you go. Yeah, you forgive go. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Share the dream. It drops Sunday, August 27th. So yeah, that, we we looking forward to this. This yes. is gonna be powerful. Before I get you out of here, 50 years of hip hop. We're celebrating this year. I know you a hip hop head. Yes. Give us uh, your overview of where you think the state of hip hop is all together, not just Christian hip hop, but hip hop itself. Wow. Uh, God, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to say. <clears throat> Christian hip-hop, let's start there. Go ahead. I think it's in a good space. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, you have Holy Culture Radio, which is huge. Absolutely. I mean, to have a 24-hour-a-day Christian hip-hop station, mm-hmm. and it's banging. I banging. mean, the stuff is banging. Facts. I think I said this last time I was on your show. When I was, you know, I got saved in 1989, and... Those early '90s, man, and I was into Christian hip hop. Mm-hmm. It would be like a real, like a really legit, dope Christian hip hop album would come out like once every nine or ten months. You know, right. <laughs> and you, I would just bump it for nine months straight to the next you had album, else. right? Yeah. And um, now, you know, it's, it's every week, stuff, right? Bangers, yes, it's plenty of stuff. And, and what I love now too, as well, I, I would argue over the last decade, mainstream as well as the artists, athletes, entertainers in the mainstream. They respect Christian hip hop. Yes, They're yes. networking and have relationships yep. with the craze, the D1s, yep. and I can go down the list, Bizzles. Yep. So, like, yeah, no, they even respect, no, no. They, Absolutely. Get, they got something to say over here. No, nah, there's no, that the artistry is just as good. Yes. You, there's no question about it. Um, so, Christian hip hop, I think, is in a good space. Uh, as far as overall mainstream hip hop, I mean, I, to be honest, I'm not really into a lot of the young cats okay. in this main, in the new. Whatever uh, the, the style of hip hop, you ain't listening, little baby. Yeah, that ain't no little dirt. I'm not really bumping that, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think that hip hop has gotten so big. There's genres within hip hop. Facts. So the secular hip hop, I now I listen to some old school secular hip hop. Me too. But also the new school, the new secular hip hop that I listen to is more underground. Yes. More cats with lyrical skills. It's you know it's more throwback type stuff mm-hmm. that is not necessarily getting a lot of radio play. There's still good, obviously some good hip hop on radio, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, secular hip hop. I don't know where to say the state of that is mm-hmm. because I don't feel like cat. I just don't. I don't like it as much as I like the old school rhyme. But now maybe that's because I'm a little older. What's your What's your thoughts on uh, artists like Chance the Rapper, um, Justin Bieber being more vocal about their faith and them doing certain songs here and there? We know Kanye has done multiple right, right. faith based projects. We know they're not Christian hip hop right. artists, but the faith based projects. What are no, your thoughts look, on that? I think it's great. Okay. Um, and I think, I mean, one song that really impacted me strongly before I became a Christian was Karras One, Why Is That? Yes. And he was talking about the Bible. Yes. Um, so you can reach people like that. There's no question about it. There's no doubt that the world will embrace a worldly artist mm-hmm. doing a gospel song mm-hmm. more than they'll embrace a really a real like devout Christian doing Christian music. You know, because as long as like if you do a Christian song or a gospel song, but you still, you also got songs on the album where you cursing, you talking about women in a negative way, you talking about violence, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. they'll embrace that. Mm-hmm. But if you have an album that's got none of that, it's just straight, whether straight positive or straight gospel, that's when the world gets leery because it brings conviction. 
It does. It don't bring conviction when it might be dope and it might be good and it might make you think. So that's why I said it still can be positive because it might make you think. But as long as this other jams on there where he's talking about killing somebody, it's not going to convict you because you're like, oh, oh, it's not, but, but he's still doing this. I don't have to. It's not challenging me to change. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But again, it can still use you. I go to, I think it's Philippians where Paul, I might be mistaken, but where Paul said um, some people preach the gospel out of selfish ambition or deceit. But I thank God that the gospel is preached because. Even if a guy is a hypocrite, a non-believer, a scam artist, whatever, and he's preaching the gospel, if you hear it and you believe it, it can change your life. Even if he don't believe it, mm -hmm. even if he's, you know, uh, a charlatan. Mm -hmm. And so and with the word going forth, I'm not saying you don't have to live it. Mm -hmm. Ideally, you live it. Mm -hmm. But the word going forth is so powerful that even if it's the wrong vessel used doing it, mm -hmm. it still can change people's lives for the better. No, that's real. That's real. Listen, appreciate you coming through rocking with us this uh, today, uh, Chris. Uh, you know, I, I just want to give you your roses again. Once again, thank you for everything thank you're you, doing man. for not only uh, the culture, but just in general. Like, you are a good representation of what a, a man should look like. I'm just being honest. I, I know you ain't perfect, but right. I'm just saying, like, we are glad yeah, my that we have tell you. you that. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. Right. Mine too. But it's still good to give. Like I say, uh, we want to give our brothers roses and tell them, listen, you're important. You right. value. Keep doing what you're doing. So that's Look, all man, I want to do. I appreciate that, that. And I, I would say this, that it is important for the world to see believers that they respect for various reasons. They respect them because of their intelligence, their athletic ability, their success, their wealth, whatever it may be, it's a secular reason. Mm -hmm. They respect them and they say, wow, and he's a Christian. Wow, and he loves Jesus, she loves Jesus. It's important for them to see that uh, because that can minister to people and, and bring them to the Lord. Listen, DJ, focus out. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. I'm Justin Adams, and this is your Defix Faith and Sports Report. And let's get your week started off right with our scripture verse. And it comes from Lamentations 3, verses 22 through 24. And this is the English Standard Version, so listen up. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope. In him. And that's our scripture verse coming from Lamentations 3, verses 22 through 24. Alright, let's get to some sports. And the NBA Finals can end tonight as the Denver Nuggets look to win their first NBA championship on their home floor at Ball Arena against the Miami Heat in Game 5. Now, Denver leads the series three games to one, and only one team has ever come back from a 3-1 to one deficit to win the NBA Finals, and that's the Cleveland Cavaliers back in 2016. Tip-off is at 8.30 Eastern. Now, Nugget superstar Nikola Jokic, he's a Serbian, and he hopes to be a champion just like his Serbian brother Novak Djokovic, who won the French Open yesterday. Now, for Djokovic, that is his 23rd Grand Slam title, which ties him with Serena Williams with the second most Grand Slam titles 
in the open era. All right, let's finish off with some baseball, okay? The Cleveland Guardians that won their second series in a row after shutting out the Houston Astros 5 to nothing. Shane Bieber was looking like the man that he was back in 2020 when he won the Cy Young. He threw seven scoreless innings and struck out nine batters. Now, I hope the good vibes were there for the Atlanta Braves because, unfortunately, it wasn't. As the Washington Nationals, they beat the Braves 6-2 and the loss, it snaps Atlanta's seven-game winning streak. But don't worry, Dice Campbell, I'm here for you because the Braves still lead the NL East by three and a half games. I'm Justin Adams, and that is your The Fix Faith in Sports Report. Now back to DJ Focus and Dice Gamble as The Fix is it. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix, your source for faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. And it's time to get real in these streets, Dice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if they're ready for this real talk conversation today. You listen, y'all might as well tweet somebody right now. Um, <laughs> go ahead and text somebody, wake them up, say, listen, The Fix Squad is on. Yeah. And uh, this, uh, you know, this early in the morning, we're going to get into this conversation today, Dice. Uh, what are we talking about? Come on. What we got? We're going to talk about insecurity. Oh, it no. Plagues, it plagues a lot of people. Uh, self-doubt, you know, lack of self-confidence, uncertainty, or anxiety about oneself. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, you know, so uh, it's, it's going to be uh, tough for some people to listen to, but um you know, insecurity breeds a lot of different things. Breeds jealousy, hatred, envy, and it and it the list goes on and on. So, you know, we're gonna talk about how to handle it, what it is, what what is the symptom of it, and um, are you insecure? Why you gotta be so insecure? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate, but a lot of people are insecure, folks. And sometimes you're insecure and you don't even know. So I think this is a good one um, to discuss, you know, I I say probably concerning relationships, you know, Um, are you jealous? You you bring up a point a lot, not not just throw you out there, but you're like, man, people be on our page. Sometimes they don't like the post, you know, like the post. It ain't going to it ain't going to kill you to like the post. Like you're not going to get more fans or we're not going to get more fans if you just like our post or. We're not going to take your audience if you just like our post. Like, why is it so hard? If you like it, obviously you like it. You watching it, you know, but there is there's this thing called hate watch. I didn't know about it till my friend Allie told me uh, two years ago. She was like, yeah, they'll be on your page. They'll follow you. But they never like nothing. I said, and it's called hate. It's, it's called, called hate, hate watch. watch. It's actually a terminology. Hate watch. Like they just they hate you, but they watch you. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I hate so I, 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 I think I'm, I think my struggle with that is, especially for the believers, is that is that where did you get that from? Because to your point, absolutely, that has to be some type of insecurity because yeah, God didn't tell you to hate me. Mm-hmm. God didn't tell you to you know said to, mm-hmm. to, to say things or not you know. And, and I, I do bring up you know a lot of people watch our content, a lot of people um, you know see what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I don't understand why the the believers are not. Mm-hmm. We talk about unity, so I think, and I, I'm, we're going back to insecurity in a minute, but I, I, I do want to bring this up because mm-hmm. we talk about unity and the body being unified. But when we have opportunities to do simple things like like a post, comment on a post, if we feel mm-hmm. like we got something out of a post that's mm-hmm. on social media, I feel like there's a lot of draw balls. I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. And I don't know why. And the funny thing is, I don't know why. I promise you, I try to show everybody love. 
because not because I want to. I'm just being honest. Seriously, mm-hmm. I, I move myself off the picture. It's because mm-hmm. Christ told me to. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I try to make sure I like people's stuff, comment on people's stuff, because mm-hmm. let's be very clear. We understand that for engagement purposes on social mm-hmm. media, you have to do that for the algorithm to continue to kick out your uh, content to not only your followers, but also <laughs> suggested new followers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, it's a it's a it's a messed up mentality, you know, insecurity. And like like you said, I'm glad you brought up the biblical perspective of it, because we were not created to have that spirit of fear or insecurity or self-doubt or anything like that. And and the Bible is very clear about our thoughts and how we should think. You know, we should be thinking on 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 godly things, excellent things, praiseworthy things, positive things. Even when it comes to our brothers and sisters, it should be a, a peaceful mindset. Uh, the Bible says to counter all joy. Like like we got a thousand of thousand millions of scriptures. Let me put it like that. That could just show us like how should you respond in a situation? And but a lot of people don't, you know from not conforming to this world to you know what I'm saying like I formed you in, in the womb like like you're special and I for me I feel like insecurity comes from a person not knowing that they matter like you, you matter too like just like somebody else matters like we we matter and it's this it doesn't mean this person matters more than you it's just like man be supportive how about that you know love on people we're commanded to love it's a commandment it's not a, a request Mm, that's good <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it's like how, why is it so difficult you know it shouldn't be that difficult like I, I mean I don't know I, I love lack of trust it. lack of trust that's what it is Dice I think a lot of people have a lot, lack of trust in themselves mm. at times I do because mm. that's the first thing that came to me to mm. my mind when you said this topic about insecurity mm-hmm. I think I think people don't trust themselves whether that's their sinful nature, controlling mm. their sinful nature, their mm. habits, their you know, seriously, I, like mm. I, I think when I, when I think of insecurity, I think it's a lack of trust uh. in yourself or a trust in someone else. Or, so maybe the relationships are not being built uh, properly. Mm. When mm. you talk about, um, no, seriously, because we're we gonna we're gonna stay on this uh, uh, the body for a minute. Ooh. I know we're gonna get to marriages, but we're we gonna stay on the body for a minute because <laughs> the church needs to understand that we have a responsibility, uh. and I'm sick of. Uh, the church hiding behind the cross. Oh, mercy. I, I feel like we, no, no, we do. No, no, no. You know, we hold pastors and we po- we hold the elders and the deacons to this standard, but mm. we ain't got to be held to the standard just because I'm a regular, just saint to just come to church. No, no, no. Mm. Every single person who follows Jesus Christ is an ambassador for Christ. That's mm. not how it works. So absolutely, the teachers, the elders, the pastors, yes, because they are teaching but you're supposed to be, whether in your little circle, mm. where you at, at work, in your family, still being the example. So, yeah, mm. I don't think they, they trust them, themselves enough to do the right thing. I said, I said, I ought to say that. Yeah, I, I think it's a lack of trust in, in doing the right thing. We caught up in our sinful nature. Oh, yeah. I was going to say a lack of trust in God. That's the only reason why you hate me, because you don't think that, God to do it. God, God ain't going to do it for you. That's good. God, you ain't did it that's for me. Good. You ain't did it for me yet. I ain't about to be happy for them. God, you ain't blessed me with that car yet. I'm not about to be happy when they get their new Range Rover. God, you ain't blessed me with the new radio show. I ain't happy about their radio show. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. A pearl, it's a pearl like, white. Dice gonna speak that pearl ain't, white Range Rover. Pearl I white. promise you. Uh-huh. LJ, I know you listening. Uh-huh. You better white, white. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Every chance you get, to- white on white. <laughs> Boy, it's coming. I was like, nah, I already know. I already know. 
it's time too. You know, I didn't want it at one point, but that's like, Lord, you know, I already know you're gonna bless me. Ugh, bless me. I'm, I'm bless getting that G wagon one day. I promise you. They're gonna see me in that G wagon. G, G, I promise you. G up on yeah, I got, I gotta have it. And they're gonna be insecure about that too. But here's the deal: one of the ways that you become very successful in life, and I think the only way you can reach your full God potential is you have to give your insecurities to God. And here's the deal. We're all human. So at some point in time, you're going to feel insecure about things. Like it could be something new that you're like, "Uh oh, this is new. I'm feeling insecure because I've never been here before. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I got to get in here and learn it first. Yeah, that's okay. But I'm just really, I wanted us to talk about insecurity and how it affects your relationships because this is what happens. Your insecurity has a great potential to ruin a very good relationship whether it's your marriage or your friend your best friend Mm -hmm. your children it's like hey you got to show up in life you know what i'm saying and sometimes it's gonna be ugly sometimes it's gonna be happy you know but it it, it's what you're standing on is going to determine the outcome you know and so it's like that's why jesus works is because christ died and took our insecurity so it's like you have to know that you know what i'm saying you have to remind yourself every day man i gotta walk in faith we can't walk in faith and walk in fear at the same time. It don't work, you know, mm-hmm. and it, insecurity is fear. So it's like, pick what you want, but mm-hmm. don't hate on me because I'm running in faith. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm flying in faith. I'm, I'm yachting in faith. Like I'm over here in the faith where you should be. So it's like, you know, people want their blessings all the time. You know what I'm saying? But they heart bad. Like I, t- I told one girl the other day, I said, man, your heart's bad. How you think about people? Just the stuff to come out your mouth. Like you can't, you can't never say That's nothing good. positive. And the way that you can gauge where a person is immediately are the words that are coming out of their mouth. As uh, Chris Rock said, you understand what is this coming out of my mouth? Yes, whatever's coming out of your mouth (laughs) is flowing out of the issues of your heart. And if you don't fix your Mm. heart, it's very easy when you roll up on people. Whatever they talking about, that's what they hating on. That's it. That's what. So you're insecure. Okay. Yeah. Let that go. Let that go. So I just, I I want people to be blessed. You know, I I, I really do. And this insecurity issue is huge. And I'll I'll be real with you. I I know I've been long with it. There's even a lady wanting to implement stricter restrictions on sites and things that are available on the internet because they breed insecurity. And here, let's just be honest. The internet is beautiful. But people make their money typically off of fear and insecurities. That's the, those are the businesses. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I need to lose weight. Ooh, where's a pill? I can do that. Ooh, I need to uh, look better. Ooh, let me go find a site that helps me look better. You know, like, like it, it just eats off of insecurity. So we have to be very careful what we involve ourselves involve ourselves in and what we're watching and hearing all day. We have to stay more in that word. More, more in whatever God said for us to do, you know what I'm saying? And really guard our heart and be like, man, why do I feel this way? You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I hating a lot more than I usually, <laughs> than I usually, it's okay to be petty. It's okay to be petty. It's okay to judge stuff. Bible's very clear. Try the spirit by the spirit. You can do that. But when you roll on over into, you can't stand a person when you see him. Uh-uh. You need to fix yeah, that. that. Ain't it. You need to fix that. That ain't it. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're gonna dive into it too as well. Uh, I think uh, for men, and, and I'm, I'm gonna give a perspective from men. Sometimes we rely uh, too much on wealth 
Uh-oh. and possessions instead of God when you talk about uh, being insecure. Men are very Ooh. insecure about their money. Let's be very clear. Uh, listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, uh, we got to go to a quick break. We're coming right back to pick up this conversation on insecurity. Keep it locked. You tune into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix right here on Sirius XM Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. In the middle of this real talk conversation today, we're talking about insecurities. Hmm. And um, I know I wanted to pick up, um, I brought up before we went to uh, our, our last break, uh, talking about, listen, how, the world, let's be very clear. And and, and, it, and I have a competitive spirit, Dice, too, as well. So I have to make sure I keep myself in check, too, as well. So I think it becomes a competition. Mm-hmm. The world has made it to where everybody wants to be number one. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's in sports, mm-hmm. especially when you talk about money. Like everybody wants to be wealthy. I, I would, I would, I would argue. Majority of the people, mm-hmm. if they say, "Okay, could we, would you want to be a millionaire, or would you just want to be, you know, just barely making it?" You know, most people will say, "Yeah, absolutely, I would want to be a millionaire." Mm-hmm. So, when I, it's interesting when I'm in a barbershop or I'm just around, you know, group of men, the first thing we always identify with, the first thing the conversation comes after, you know, we kind of introduce ourselves is, "What do you do for a living?" Mm-hmm. And usually, you know, after you you telling you know what your profession is, that's when the conversation becomes okay. You can see, I, I'll be honest with you, uh, some some men are insecure, like if mm. they're sitting there talking to a professional basketball player or mm. uh, a lawyer or an accountant compared to someone who maybe I don't know, you know, works a, a regular job at the post office or you know at Amazon or you know at the Foot Locker or you know whatever it may be. Mm. You can see that sometimes men are uncomfortable sitting around men who already kind of like they feel are established. Or kind of have like some type of, you know, uh, uh, almost like they feel like they, they there's some type of power symbol. Like, you know, okay, mm. I know he works for that law firm, so he has to be making high six figures. Okay, I know he's an accountant, so he has to be making, oh, he's a basketball player. He, he mm. would never talk to me. So I think a lot of times that uh, men are, are in this shell to where it's a competition. It's not mm. even just they're insecure about their bag, but they're competing to mm-hmm. get to that level to where they see somebody else. And of course, we know that can be very problematic when you talk about being a believer and what mm. God has to say about, you know, money and wealth. Absolutely. I, I want everybody to get as much money as God will let them to have. I'm mm. never not telling you if God puts you in a position to make money and make wealth mm. to position your family and have generational wealth in your family for, you know, years and years to come. Absolutely do that. But at what point do you do that? Like where, where's the cap of still having principles in God and doing things the right way and not here. This is what I want to get to dogging others because they may not be on the level that you want. I've seen a lot of men do this. I it's, have. It's difficult. It's difficult, but it's doable. You know, we got to keep walking with the Lord. That's it. Like it, that's it. And after a certain point, let's be honest, it becomes a choice. If you want to continue to be, to walk in humility, it, you know, as you're gaining wealth, as you're gaining power, as you're gaining, you know, like we, we know about Denzel Washington. He's been very vocal, about loving on people, talking about God, giving love back, being in in urban areas as he's as he's elevated. But a lot of people right. don't do that, you know, because they do feel I'm better than you know. Okay, but you're not, because at any given moment, God can snatch all that away from you. You know what I'm saying? You didn't get that. You know, God gave you the gift, talent, and skill to acquire wealth. But that ain't your. That ain't all. That's gonna be right here when you leave. 
So, mm-mm. I mean, I, it, it's um, it's a, this is this is a tough one for the church because uh, you already have so many insecure people in church, you know. And I think for me, and I said this before, and I made a statement, especially you know what month we're in. I said I blame the church that we haven't loved on people enough and shared with people that they matter that they're valuable that they're wanted that they're worthy that they're loved that they're cared for that they're needed that should be the first conversation when people come into the body because you have to have a new identity and if we don't talk about a new identity it don't matter how saved you are these insecurities will start creeping back in as you grow in your marriage, as you grow in life, as you grow in your business. And it's like you have to kind of get to the root cause of how the enemy attacks us. And it is through our lack of identity. That's number one. Yes. That's why our identity becomes in Christ, period. You needed a new identity. I, oh, I got to come show y'all something new because y'all, y'all totally got this thing screwed up. Let me show you. And so we have the example and, and we need to apply that example to every single area in our life. And that that's that's why insecurity creeps in. And it's it's unfortunate. But I remember when I met my husband, he was like, man, you'll ask anybody anything. I said, yeah, because you're not better than me. Jesus gave right. me that. Jesus gave me that a long time ago. Because like I said, when you come to Christ, you have all these insecurities. And the Lord show me one day they're not, they're not better than you. And even my grandmother used to say, now they put their pants on the same way you do. One leg at a time. They, they use the bathroom just like you. Like they're not different or better than you. Y'all, you're human. Everybody's human. They might have a little more knowledge than you. And that's where you got to humble yourself and go ask them. So every time I'm in a room with anybody, it don't matter. I will roll up on you. Hi, my name is Dice. I know that you're such and such. I just want to introduce myself. Yeah. Why? Because you're not better than me. Mm-hmm. You're not better than me. And here's the deal. Once you get this part that God blesses people through people, you will throw every insecurity in the trash. Every time it rises its ugly little head up, you'll throw that thing in the trash. Oh, there go, uh, there go the president. Okay, well, here I go, uh, tr- walking past security. Let's see if they can stop me. Like, like y- y- your whole mentality is different because you're like, no, no, no. God got something for me in this room. I don't care if I'm in a room with billionaires. God got something for me. God got at least a million for me in this room, period. So I'm going to see you. I'm going to ask each one of these billionaires, what did you do to make it to where you are? Can you share some of your knowledge with me? And here's the thing. People who really are are secure, they'll give you all the keys to, to the, whatever they got. They'll be like, let me tell you real quick, young blood. This is how you do A, B, and C. Like, don't don't waste your money over there. Go whoop de whoop. Like, they love it because they're like, yeah, let's go get this. You know, they, they'll cheer you on. So that's why I'm like, man. If you got a whole bunch of friends that's always talking trash about people, get a new circle ASAP. Please, please. ASAP. Matter of fact, if you hear me, if you are under the sound of my voice and your friends are not supportive of you, encouraging of you, and they're not being honest when you out of pocket, get a new circle. Get a new whole new circle. You know what I'm saying? Because you never have to tear anybody down to feel good about yourself. And if your even your family, uh-uh, I can't, I can't. Like I've even had to just turn my phone off block numbers no every time you call me you're talking about somebody and they're in my family it's your mama too you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying what what let me tell you about your daddy it's your daddy too fool i'm tired how about we pray about it 
How about we go ahead and confront what the problem is? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you really have to just get 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 real, get bad about it, about your insecurities. And give it to God. Because God wants to give you so many gifts, but you can't hold on to both. It don't work like that. You can't have both. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, <clears throat> biologically, you can't even be in two emotions at once. It's impossible. And God designed us for that purpose. You can't have two emotions at once. You have to have one and you have to go to the next one. I'm upset. Okay, then what? I'm angry. Okay, I'm sad. Yeah, because you can't do them all three at the same time. It don't work like that. That's why Mm -hmm. the Bible is very clear. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That lets you know, oh, I can have a double mindset and go back and forth. Yeah, you can be very petty. Okay, God already told you. You can be back and forth about a lot of stuff. And that's called confusion. And God did not create us to have that spirit. So that's why you got to get up out your insecurity. Like, oh, no, I'm here. Listen, and I and I told this story before. I'll tell it again. Because I, I told you I worked at a detention center in Evansville, Indiana, the Youth Care Center. And I didn't know how to talk to these young dudes. I didn't know how to talk to these young dudes about, I knew I had the Bible, the word. I knew I had my license. But I'm like, but you up in here locked up with them. You know what I'm saying? And if you worked in the detention center, you understand you can't run because the door is locked behind you. You know what I'm saying? When you're in there talking to people. And I was, I was like, man, God, you're going to have to give me something about value, worth, or, or purpose or something, a different word. Cause they don't understand Christianese. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't understand that. Right. Okay. So one day the Lord was like, I got you. I got you. We're going to talk about a teaspoon of, 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 of what it takes for them to get here. And I was like, Oh Lord. I was like, man, this is going to be real uncomfortable. Cause I'm a girl. These are all men. And the Lord was like, each person on this earth, one, they're supposed to be here. Two, they wanted to be here. I was like, okay, God, please explain that to me. And for everybody that knows, if you've been through high school, you understand that the design of God is an egg mm. and a sperm. Yeah. Now, let's be honest. Who is fighting their way to get here? It would be the sperm, which comes from the man. So here's the deal. You wanted to be here because you could have swam the other way. So please stop playing with me about what you really wanted to do when you couldn't even think, but God had already destined for you to be here. And you was like, God, I'm on it. Please, everybody about to die. I'm a, it's going to be 200,000 people to die today and I'm about to make it. So you had a fervor and a passion and, the, and you knew the assignment and you still know the assignment. We're all born with the assignment. It just takes us a while to grow up, to, to connect back with that. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I fought to be here. No, no, no. You fought to be here. Stop blaming your parents. Stop blaming how your parents... Stop blaming how your mama got pregnant. Please stop blaming it. You fought to be here. That's good. You're, you know what I'm saying? Like, the people involved, they couldn't make you be here. He was like, no, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. It may be jacked up. It may not be perfect. You know, but guess what? God designed me to be there and I'm and I'm about to fight to get there. And so when God gave me that, I was like, that that was all the way from Jesus, because I, I know that ain't nowhere in the Bible, you know, but it worked every single time. Every single time. Because the guys could they could they could relate. And I was like, Man, God just he's so good. And people gotta stop being insecure. You know what I'm saying? Just please stop it. Cause that's where the devil eats your cake. And you know you like mm-hmm. cake, especially if you like me. He will, oh eat your, he will eat your cake. 
Listen, right. it's a mentality, Dice. That's what it is. It's a mentality. You got to get go yourself ahead. out the way. Let go and let God have his way. That's what a lot of people struggle sometimes because, you know, everybody wants to do it their own way. Mm. But I promise you, once you change that mentality and uh, you stop thinking so much of yourself mm-hmm. and think more of, you know, God's work and what you need to get done, we can mm-hmm. we continue to tell you a gift is not for you. No way. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these insecurities you got because you're not in purpose. Uh, but yeah, change your mentality. I, I got to give him a uh, scripture, um, Romans 12 and three, uh, for by grace, we, uh, for by grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly or ought to, uh, think of themselves better than anyone else. Mm. Um, just continue to, uh, make sure you measure the faith that God has assigned you to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a new living translation. So yes, once again, it's a mentality, get yourself out the way. Uh, listen, we got to go to a break. Uh, we coming back with closing thoughts uh, on insecurity. Keep it locked. You're tuning into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Welcome back. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. And listen, that real talk conversation today, Dice, um, I appreciate you sharing insecurities. I don't know. We got to get to a place to where, you know, we're able to deal with them and look them face-to-face and <laughs> be able to understand that we need to find our security in Christ. I think a lot of people are insecure because mm-hmm. their relationship in Christ is not where it needs to be. Just being honest. I mm-hmm. think we don't need to uh, care so much about people's opinions. If you, if you doing mm-hmm. it for other people, instead of doing it for yourself, I'm, I'm really praying for you seriously, because that's something that you really need to do work on, not to try to uh, do things to impress other people. No, no. Do things because mm-hmm. God's called you to it. You're in your purpose. You're doing your passion. You're working on something for yourself, mm-hmm. not for others. So I think uh, when you talked about it, uh, you know, you brought up a lot of good points about insecurity and people doing things to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, do it for other people and other people's approval. Nah, I'm, yeah. I'm not into that at all. Yeah, no. I mean, our identity is in Christ. I'm glad you said that again. And and here's the deal. Insecurities will pop up, but that's why we have the word. Like, that's why we've been given God's word is to really cast down all those thoughts and imaginations that exalt themselves above what God has already said about us. So it's like, you know, we have to continue to grow. But that takes us praying, being in our word. You know, uh, being in circles where people can remind us, you know, what I'm saying like, hey, yeah, God, God didn't create you, create you with a spirit of fear. You know, what I'm saying so it's like we have to embrace all the things that God has made us concerning our characteristics and our faith. And anytime you feel a type of way, you need to confront it, too. Now, this is what some people don't do is they don't confront it. So it's like if you feel a way, you need to acknowledge you feel that way, but you need to immediately get that feeling to God and receive his power or, you know, what I'm saying or his presence or his or his word or his comfort. So, um, no, nah, we got to stop being insecure because we make bad choices when we're walking in insecurity, bad choices, bad decisions, and nothing good comes out of you walking uh in, in a lack of confidence, you know, nothing good comes out of it at all. And that's where the devil operates in that you're not good enough space. He, he, that's his, that's his home. He lives there. So it's like, we got to get out of there and walk in our, in our God identity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we had some news over the weekend too, as well. DC young fly. Mm. Um, I know we wanted to report that a little bit, uh, dice, uh, just, uh, he had some words, I believe at his, uh, his girlfriend's, uh, funeral. And shout out to DC because 
we were talking about insecurities and I love that he was not insecure at all about talking about uh, God at the funeral and really just confessing like, hey, we need your prayers, but we're going to be okay because my God is a big God. My God, my God got us. You know what I'm saying? Like this is um, something that God already knew about and uh, and we're going to get through this. So I really love his affirmation, you know, and a lot of times we judge, you know, these artists and these you know, whoever they are, if they're uh, on TV, you know, like, ah, we know you don't, don't love the Lord, but it's like, I'd say 80% of them really do love the Lord, you know? So I, I just thought it was nice um, for him to throw out a reminder, even in his time of grief, like you guys need to just keep on falling on your face and trusting the Lord and praying for us, you know, and praying, you know, and lifting and lifting up God. So um, I, I don't know. I, just, I thought it was good that he gave a speech. It's tough. He's a young man with young kids. They just lost a, the, you know the mom of three so they will go through but i love that he's strong and um hey he's like no my guy got this my guy got us <laughs> okay absolutely absolutely we definitely still yeah. praying for him and his family yeah and all his loved ones as well as mm-hmm. uh you know every the, the, you know the, whole, the entire family on both sides <clears throat> definitely continue to keep them uh, in prayer listen we uh we we enjoyed that conversation we had with uh listen one of the best broadcasters commentators and sports analysts in the game chris broussard today listen he is the ceo of the king movement um, which is a christian man's organization and uh stop playing you can check king's talk out every sunday 6 p.m right here on holy culture radio series xm channel 154 mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot that goes into uh, the King's Movement talk. Uh, you know, the hosts, uh, they always want to address uh, issues on black men, black culture, mm-hmm. black community from a biblical centered uh, standpoint. So definitely check out King's Talk every Sunday, 6 p.m. right here on Sirius XM Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. Mm-hmm. But just uh, I love Chris Broussard. You know, it was so much that came out of that conversation. And we talk mm-hmm. about it all the time, Dice, on how the church needs to do a better job of stop being a hypocrite stop Mm -hmm. uh continuing to divide us and he Mm -hmm. talked about division specifically when a political race comes up and you talk about whether you're a liberal or whether you're a conservative like yeah it it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. i think that that we agreed (laughs) like he said we should be believers first we should be followers of Mm -hmm. jesus christ first and he even brought up to say dice and i loved it i was like i never thought about that he say christians need to uh need to uh, create their own uh, party for the presidential race. Ooh. It should be, it should be, yeah, Ooh. a believers uh, um, uh, uh, elect in, you know, that can, we can put in the office mm. that really believes in, you know, Christian principles, moral values, standards, mm. and everything that goes into that. And I was like, wow, I never even thought about that. Speak that thing into existence because that'll be, mm-hmm. that'll be fire. I'll be honest on. with you. Like, yeah, come on. I, I want somebody, yeah. you know, I, and it's funny because our country was built on God. Like, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance mm. and money and everything, the foundation principles was always pointing back to some type of biblical or, or, or godly principle. But I feel like we have gone so far away from that now, Dice. Like, it's do what you want. Feel how you want to feel. It doesn't matter. Do what you want. Feel how you want to feel. And if you speak against somebody feeling how they want to feel or just doing whatever, you wrong or you discriminate and i ain't feeling that i'm be honest with you as long as i'm not disrespectful to you we're not getting into no shouting or cussing matches no 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 i can mm. i can have an opinion and say we agree we disagree i don't think it should be that way or if i want to raise my kids a certain way or if i i have principles from a biblical standpoint that i believe in yeah you can't say i'm discriminating against you and i love he brought up the breakfast club interview 
where Charlemagne was kind of, you know, going back and forth at him a little bit about the LGBTQ uh, community. And, and like Dalen said, it just was well, just like what Chris said. No, no. I just believe mm-hmm. that any mm-hmm. fornication outside of the marriage mm-hmm. is a sin. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. So I love mm-hmm. the fact that he said he he's able to build a he's starting to build a relationship with Charlemagne since that interview. And he knows that Charlemagne has some spiritual background and understood the Bible to another level that he shows on the show. Yeah, and Charlemagne, Charlemagne and he's been through he's been through. So it, he's he's broken in places. And he's talked about that. Um that that brokenness and it, and it spews out. But I listen. Thank God for relationships and thank God for people being open. And that's why we have to be in those spaces. I'm glad you brought that up. It's like we can't keep hiding and not being around people whose idea or opinion is different. You know, it's like and that's that's why we are called to them. You know what I'm saying? We got to go hang out and see what they're talking about, you know, and not that we're always right. But it's like we do need to show up to be able to voice our opinion and give a different perspective and say, hey, have you ever thought about this? You know, and um, I love that. But he. Chris is dope and uh, for those of you who don't know who Chris is uh, you just need to go Google him you can just quit playing games that's even funny <laughs> he's been out here in these, he's been out here in the streets as an American sports analyst and commentator for, for Fox Sports his coverage of the NBA uh, I don't even want to talk about the movies and things and radio and things like that New York Times ESPN I mean you can just go down the list yeah, but I love the quote when he was expressing his views on sexuality sexual behaviors everything uh, when he said if you're openly living in unrepentant sin, I believe that's walking in open rebellion to God. So it was like, I love that he just kind of took away of the stereotypes. It was just like, if you're full blown walking in sin, Facts. you're in sin. Like that's this ain't, this ain't got nothing to do with who you identify with, what you identify with. Mm-hmm. Uh, sin is sin. And, and, and it's in full rebellion against God. And that's why we're called. That's why we're here. That's why we need Jesus. So it's like, that's, that's the part. I wish more people would have that perspective instead of constantly attacking people. Uh, uh, definitely attack. Hey, we got to attack the sin and call that thing out. Well, but you won't die. Yeah. I know they're going to get mad at me, but so what? When you got oh, the man, money Jesus. back in you, when you got the money back in you and you can push the agenda you want to push, this is what Ooh. you get. Let's be very clear. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they got paper back. So that's why every time we turn on the TV or we turn the radio on or we see a billboard is because they have figured out if we come together and we unite and we put our bread together, mm. there's nobody that can stop mm. us. I wish the believers listening to me right now would understand the power mm. in the in us coming together and uniting. Similar like what uh you know Trigger Man did right here with this Voltron situation we got here right here on Holy Culture Radio. Let's be very clear. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate you, Trig. You you saw the value. You understand we Voltron absolutely, and everybody on the station understands the importance of coming together, unifying, and, and undergirding each other. We all CEOs yeah. on here. Let's be very clear. Everybody knows it. Everybody mm-hmm. knows our brands. Mm-hmm. We all CEOs on this station. Every last That's one true. of us. That's true. We got brands outside of Holy Culture Radio. And we understand mm. that it's still value in uniting and coming together. Put that petty stuff, yeah. the pride stuff to the side. We better together. Yeah. We stronger yeah. together. What we, we are doing? Better. We're definitely we stronger together. Yeah. All yeah. of us. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, shout it. out to Trick. Yeah. Yeah. Trigger man. Stop that's playing. True. Listen, that's our time for today. We got to get out of here. Stop playing. <laughs> Tap in with us tomorrow, Tiptoe Tuesday. Go out and be great today, kings mm. and queens. As always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement mm. is always the goal. The fix is in. Mm-hmm. We out. Peace, y'all.